If you're enjoying Bradbury 100, please check out my other podcast, Science Fiction 101, in which we explore the past, present and future of science fiction. Find it at 101sf.blogspot.com and head over to YouTube to find my Bradbury 101 series, in which I look at Ray's books and movies. This is Bradbury 100, celebrating the life and work of American writer Ray Bradbury. I'm Phil Nichols of bradburymedia.co.uk. Hello, and welcome to Bradbury 100. This is a shorter episode of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about one story, or maybe two stories, or is that three? You see, it gets a bit confusing with Bradbury because he had a habit of rewriting and updating his stories. Now, the story I'm going to be talking about is, well, probably best known as The Exiles, and under that title you'll find it in the book Bradbury Stories, which is one of those thick compendium books with a hundred of Bradbury's best tales. You'll also find it in R is for Rocket, and if you have an American edition of The Illustrated Man, you will likely find it in there. However, if you have a British edition of The Illustrated Man, you probably won't find it in there because it was cut from the UK first edition and remains cut from many subsequent UK editions. But I think some editions do include it, so it's it's one of those oddities. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. The reason for bringing up The Exiles is that there is a a kind of a reading group, like a book group, which I think is called Feed Your Imagination. And it's a lunchtime meeting that happens over Zoom, and it's run by the Ray Bradbury Centre, formerly known as the Centre for Ray Bradbury Studies. And in the August meeting, we read The Exiles and then discussed it. Now, most of what goes on in reading groups is just looking at the text, you know, interpreting what's there, finding out any deeper meanings and seeing what resonances the story has for readers, what connections they can see to other Bradbury works and so on. But there's some interesting history behind the exiles, and that's the kind of thing that I like to dig into. So I thought I would just spend a few minutes on the podcast discussing the exiles. It's a story which originally appeared in Maclean's magazine, or is that pronounced Maclean's? I've never known. Um, 1949 it was published, but it was under the title of The Mad Wizards of Mars. And this is Ray's original title, I believe. I'm not sure about The Exiles. That may have been a change of title suggested by an editor. Anyway, back to 1949. Ray is in his 20s. He's got this thing going around in his head all about censorship and he keeps writing about censorship in different forms. And one of the interesting things in The Exiles, or The Mad Wizard of Mars, is that it deals with book burning. The basic plot is that people on Earth have been censoring books and burning them, especially, or maybe exclusively, books which deal with the fantastic. So books which deal with imaginary things, 
frightening things, and authors such as Poe, Ambrose Bierce, Nathaniel Hawthorne, presumably also Shakespeare. Uh, Their works have been banned on Earth, they've been burned, and what's happened is the ghosts of those authors have fled to Mars. So when the first rocket ships arrive from Earth on Mars, the ghosts of these famous authors are all rather scared because they think this is the Earthmen coming to finish them off. And they talk about, well, we're going to have to leave Mars, we're going to have to go to Jupiter and then Neptune and so on and so on. So that's the gist of the story. It sounds rather odd as a story, but even from that brief description, you can almost certainly see that there is some connection there to Fahrenheit 451, which came a few years later. So The Exiles, remember, in its original form, was published in 1949. And of course, Fahrenheit 451 came out in 53. So Ray was working through various ideas to do with censorship, book burning, why and how people would oppose the continued existence of certain books and certain authors, and what happens to an author when their work is forgotten. And that really is the crunch point of the story. It occurs to one or more of the authors in the story that if there's nobody left on Earth reading them, and if nobody is able to read them, they will be forgotten, and the minute they're forgotten, their spirit, their ghost, goes, vanishes. And this, of course, all ties back to Ray's concept of living forever, the idea that he... Uh, having been uh, blessed, for want of a better term, by Mr Electrico as a child and told live forever. He tried to do that through his works. And of course there are many authors from the past who are long forgotten. And in a sense, they did not live forever. But certainly the greats, Poe, Hawthorne, Bierce, Shakespeare, Dickens, all of the people cited by Bradbury in his story have survived into the 21st century, in a sense. So they've lived forever, in a metaphorical sense. So The Mad Wizards of Mars reads a little bit like a blending of some of the early stories in the Martian Chronicles and Usher 2, which appears in some editions of the Martian Chronicles. In the early stories in the Martian Chronicles, you've got Earthmen trying to invade Mars but somehow being repelled by a kind of a psychic energy that's coming from the Martians. So you've got characters like Ela, the female Martian who dreams about the Earth astronaut. Uh, You've got the second expedition, I think it is, where the people from Earth are assumed to be mad. And you've got Mars's heaven, where people land on Mars... And it looks just like Earth, because the Martians are messing with their minds and causing them to see things that are not really there. So some of that goes on in the Exiles and the earlier version, the Mad Wizards of Mars. But then the other part of the Exiles is that it resembles Usher 2, which is another story about censorship, set on Mars when it is in the Martian Chronicles, but I believe the original version of Usher 2 was just set on Earth. There was no Martian connection at all. That was something Bradbury brought in when he ported 
the story into the Martian Chronicles. But there were some changes made to the Mad Wizards of Mars, and you can quite easily find more than one version of the story in Ray's books, if you know where to look. If you have the book A Pleasure to Burn, which is subtitled Fahrenheit 451 Stories, then you have the Mad Wizards of Mars. And as far as I can tell, what you have there is the text of the original 1949 version of the story. One of the distinctive features of that version of the story is that Nathaniel Hawthorne is in there as a character. He's a rather isolated character, doesn't really want to get involved with the other authors who are trying to resist the Earthmen's invasion. But he's not in the Exiles. He might make a fleeting appearance in the Exiles, but he's not in there as an active major character. Because in the Exiles, he's replaced by Charles Dickens. Now, Dickens is in The Mad Wizards of Mars, but he's only in there very, very briefly. So what Bradbury did in revising the story is he took out Hawthorne, replaced him with Dickens, but reused the existing piece of Dickens that was in the original version of the story. That's a bit complicated sounding, um, but it's actually not uh, a vast change to the story. It's just one scene, really, that changes because of this. Now, Ray did make some other changes as well. Almost immediately after the story was published in Maclean's in 1949, Ray sold the same story to the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. But the editors of that magazine really wanted some changes to the story. I believe, from what I've read, that they weren't happy with the characterisation of Hawthorne and didn't think that it was true to what is known about Hawthorne as a person. So Ray revised it and put in the Dickens section. So the second version of the story comes from fantasy and science fiction in 1950. That version of the story also adds in an appearance by H.P. Lovecraft. But after that, Ray revised the story again and the version that appears in The Illustrated Man removes Lovecraft. Now, we don't know exactly why he removed Lovecraft, but the theory is that, again, it might have been criticised as being an inaccurate characterisation. In between appearing in Fantasy and Science Fiction and The Illustrated Man, the story also appeared in an anthology edited by August Derleth. Now, Derleth was the founder of Arkham House Publisher and was an authority on H.P. Lovecraft. It's possible that he influenced Ray into removing the Lovecraft character. But however it happened, the version that you find in The Illustrated Man is kind of the final version. And that version then turns up in Bradbury Stories, the 100-story collection that we presume to contain the preferred texts of those 100 stories. There is one other version of the story, and that's the one that appears in R is for Rocket. And what's so different about that story is, 
Well, the language has been edited slightly. You might say bowdlerized, because Ray's books R is for Rocket and S is for Space were prepared for younger readers. And there were various edits to several stories in there to make sure that they were suitable for a school child. So there you have it. From the Mad Wizards of Mars in 1949 through to the Exiles as we know it today, you will encounter Poe, Beers, Blackwood, Hawthorne, possibly, Dickens, Lovecraft, possibly, and a bit of Shakespeare. Ray really loved playing around with real-life people. He really liked playing with his literary heroes. And, of course, you may recall that he wrote stories that involved Hemingway, Thomas Wolfe, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and pop culture figures as well, the most prominent of these being the stories he wrote with Laurel and Hardy as characters. So if you're not familiar with The Exiles... Go and seek it out in Bradbury Stories. And if you want to see the earlier text, go looking for A Pleasure to Burn. That's it for today. Thanks for listening, and please join me next time for Bradbury 100. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you could give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Bradbury 100 is presented and produced by Phil Nichols. Music is provided by Purple Planet at purpleplanet.com. Please subscribe using your podcast app. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud and all good podcast places. And please also check out my YouTube series, Bradbury 101, and my other audio podcast, Science Fiction 101. For information on all of these, head to bradburymedia.co.uk. Bradbury 101.